welcome to Right Now Workshop Podcast, where you can write a book and change the world. I'm your host, Kitty Buholtz, and this is episode 204, Practicing Balance, an encouraging words episode coming to you on Sunday, July 5th, 2020. Happy 4th of July to everyone who's living in the U.S., or if you're an American someplace else and you're still celebrating happy 4th of July, happy 4th of July. I hope that you are having fun and being safe and trying to find some balance between the two. I have to say that living in this COVID-19 world has been teaching me a lot about um, boundaries and balance and what I have gotten used to in my life and what maybe I need to learn to do better. Um, And one of those things in particular right now happens to be balance. So I thought I'd talk about it in case it was helpful for you. So for instance, uh, when we first started realizing that um, this disease was kind of moving quickly and everybody was trying to decide, do we have to do anything? And I traveled to another country anyway, because I was like, well, I don't think really anything is going to happen. But the day after I got home, like almost the whole world seemed to have gone into lockdown. So at first I read all the news and I was following everything for several hours a day, probably. Uh, It felt like it anyway. Um, But then I was just like, okay, I I can't think. I can't do anything. I feel kind of paralyzed with having all this information in my head that is about things that I can't do anything about. I mean, the only thing I can do is stay home, and that's not very much of anything. So then I kind of went to none. No news. Don't listen to anything. Don't read anything. Just, you know, follow the directions for where you live and wait for it to go away. Um, Yeah, that didn't really work out well either. So then I was like, okay, some news. I have some sort of balance of of trying to um, know what's going on, but not have that be the only thing that I am bringing into my head. During that time, uh, because my husband was home and my husband's a very good cook and because he was home and I'm a baker and so I had some reason to bake because we were together 24-7, he started cooking a ton more. I started baking a ton more. We were having a lot of fun. We were doing a lot of overeating. And we did that for a really long time, actually. I'm not sure that we're entirely over it. But I did go through a period where I was like, okay, we really need to slow down because, you know, that whole practicing putting on your jeans once a week to make sure that you haven't gained more weight than you can afford, that was that was sort of becoming an issue. So I'm like, okay, we need to bring it back down. And, and I lost a few pounds. And then, you know, I tried to stay modest. And then I was like, you know what, I should just like do some dieting or something. So I think that lasted for about three days. And then hopefully I'm back into a more modest eating. Hopefully I'm not overeating. But, you know, this um, this weird period of so many things in life being kind of up in the air um, has made it so that it's hard for me, at least. I don't know about you, but it's been hard for me to find like a nice balanced place where I can just do regular things in uh, a way that um, is healthy. Um some of the things I've been doing too much of and I should do less, other things I've been doing too little of and I probably should do more. So I was actually in the middle of a great exercise regime. I was going to the gym uh, probably four or five days a week. I can't remember exactly, but uh, something like that. Yeah, four or five days a week. 
things were working, I was getting stronger, and then I couldn't go to the gym. And so I just didn't do anything because I was lazy. <laughs> and it was a, just a weird um, a weird change to my uh, the structure of my day. So I just didn't do anything. When I finally decided, okay, I really need to do something again, so I'll find some things I can do at home. And then I realized how much muscle I had lost by not working out for like a month. So then I was kind of back to, well, now I don't want to do it because it's too hard again. <laughs> so this whole balancing thing, man, it's been it's been rough. Now, some things have been going well. Uh, I actually was getting a lot more work done. I don't know why. Uh, I went through some periods when my husband and I were together 24-7 when I was just like, please, one of us needs to leave the house because <laughs> this is making me crazy and I'm just like getting in a bad mood from never being able to be alone. I have no idea why, but these three months that we were alone together, pretty much all the time, just the two of us, was pretty awesome. And I was getting a ton of work done. I mean, we couldn't be further away from each other in our apartment. His office is right by the front door and mine's way over on the other side next to the bedroom. So it's not like we really saw each other that much, but there was just something about having someone else here who was working and then I was working and I don't know, just something in my brain was like, yeah, yeah, okay, let's work. And I felt like I was just getting a ton more done. But then John got asked to go back to his workplace uh, just a few days ago, last week, and I lost my balance again. I'm like, well, I don't know where the structure of my day is. Like we used to have breakfast at this time and lunch together at this time. And we would be like, okay, well, let's hurry up and get this done before we get to lunch. And I don't know. It's like I said, it's not like we spent that much time together. But uh, that first couple of days, I was just kind of like, well, I could do this anytime I want because no one's here to eat lunch at a certain time or to, um, I don't know, have tea at a certain time or anything. And so then I was like, well, OK, I'll just push myself through it. And then the pushing wasn't really working. I'm like, OK, well, maybe I just need like a mental health day or a mental health afternoon. <laughs> And so uh, one of the days I took a little bit of time, I'm like, I'm just going to do some reading and some thinking and some journaling and kind of get back into my groove. So the balance has been an issue uh, kind of on and off in one way or another. I mean, it's been an issue the whole time, but in different areas for the last three months for me. Um, and I don't think that I remember it being such a big deal before then. And I think part of it, at least for me, is just knowing that there is so much going on in the world. So many bad things, really. Um, lots of good things, of course. But the bad things are the things that are in all the news that I just um, I couldn't get my brain to be able to separate them well enough. Like I, I wasn't getting my brain in balance. So somewhere in the last couple of days that I was like, I just need to take a little reading break. I was thinking back again and, and I just finished uh, finally. It took some time because I interview so many people that I read their books. Sometimes I don't get to finish the book by the time of the interview. And some of those books I end up just never being able to finish because then I have more people to interview and more books to read. But when Sue Reynolds was on a few weeks ago, episode 199, telling us about how at age 60, she decided that she'd had enough and she was at 335 pounds, which is about 152 kilos. And she was going to do something different. She was going to lose some weight and try to get into a little bit better shape. She was 60 years old. In four years, she went from 335 pounds to placing sixth in a world triathlon championship. 
oh my gosh. I mean, that is somebody who really went from, I wouldn't say one extreme to the other. It sort of feels like it. Like you look at the pictures of her and and you just think about, um, you know, the, the main words, couldn't tie my shoes to learning how to put my feet in my bike shoes that are attached to the bike pedals at the time that I'm riding the bike because I'm in this triathlon and you're just like wow that that's so much change like how did she do it and so one of the things I decided was okay you know what maybe I just need to do more of what some of the people that I admire are doing so I uh, bought a six-month subscription to run with Hal which is a half marathon training app Actually, you can put in any race length. So I put in my half marathon that I signed up for in Copenhagen in September. And um, it's, it's uh, put together by Hal Higdon, who's a Hal Higdon, who is a famous runner and writer, writer about running things. And this app has been doing weird things. I was like, I, I think it's broken. But <laughs> turns out it's not broken. It just wants me to do things totally differently than the way I've done them before. Well, you know what they say, if you're doing things the same way and expecting different results, that's a little crazy. So it's having me do weird things. Like I'm already a slow runner and my goal is to do my personal best fastest time in the Copenhagen half marathon. Whether it goes or not, I'm still going to run 13 miles on that day in September. And it wants me to run even slower than I already run. Like it's actually difficult to run as slow as it wants me to run. And I'm thinking, this is absolutely nuts. I don't understand. And I went on Twitter and I found somebody else talking about it and showing a picture of what the app told them to do, which was really similar to me. And I'm like, okay, thank goodness. It's not just me. I thought maybe the app was like, you're so bad. I feel sorry for you. We'll just like take it easy on you. But okay, it's doing this to other people too. So I... um did what it said. I tried. I tried to do what it said. And then a couple of days ago, it told me to run three miles at the pace that I want to run the Copenhagen half marathon. And I was just like, okay, now you really are crazy. Like I can't run that fast. I couldn't run that fast before I started using you. I definitely can't run that fast now that you've been having me run even slower, but whatever. And my husband's like, you can do it. Just go do it. I'm like, all right, well, I'll at least try. So I started running and of course, it was really, really hard, but I just still can't even believe it. I wanted to uh, have my race pace be 12 minutes and 30 seconds per mile. And I ran my three miles faster than I've ever run three miles ever before in my whole life at an average of 12 minutes and 29 seconds. So I came in at race pace and I was absolutely exhausted. Felt like I could barely breathe by the end. My legs, I was like, I don't know if I'll be able to walk home. Of course, all of that is partially just like it's in your head because you're so tired. But then also, like, I wouldn't say euphoria. I didn't have enough energy for euphoria. But I was like, I just did something that I've never, ever done before. Because I trusted a coach who told me, I know what I'm talking about. Just do what I say. And it was pretty eye-opening. I'm not necessarily a person who just randomly trusts people just because they say that they're an expert or they say that I should trust them. In fact, the older I get and the more I read the news, the more I feel like I don't trust you, especially if you say you're an expert, especially if you say that I should trust you. (laughs) 
So my cynical little brain was not really sure about this, but maybe because it's an app and not a person, I don't know. I did it. Honestly, I think it was because I read Sue's book and she had the same struggles when she was hiring a real person, a coach. And some days she wasn't doing what he said and he would get mad at her and explain why she needed to do it this way. And she ended up becoming a world triathlon person. I don't even know how to say that. Athlete. Which is just shocking. I mean, it just makes me, holy cow, the amazing things that we could do. And she did that in just four years at age 60. She's like 65 now, I think. I just still can't wrap my head around it. And so again, I come back to these ideas of balance and balancing what I think is the right thing to do with whether or not I'm willing to trust someone else. So so coaching then becomes a part of this balance that I'm thinking of. And I just started a coaching program where I've got some clients and they need to decide that they're going to trust me, that I can help them to get their book finished in the next couple of months. And I'm sure that in some ways it's difficult, I find it difficult to, to let someone tell me what to do. But on the other hand, when you think about a good coach is also a great encourager, someone who's telling you you can do it. Like when John said, go out and do it. The app says you can do it, just try it. You can probably do it. And I was like, he didn't even say probably. John was like, you can do it. <laughs> so I just wanna give you some encouragement about practicing balance. Practicing balance in who you trust and who you believe and who you're going to listen to. Practicing balance in what you're actually physically doing. Um, Some days I work a lot of hours and I feel pretty good about it. I, I like how much work I can get done when the flow of the day is going really well. And some days I'm like, okay, you know what's really going to help me get more work done? For me to take a break. Uh, I took a nap a couple of days ago at noon for a half an hour because I did not sleep well the night before and I was running on fumes. I'm not sure that I felt like the nap helped when I got up 30 minutes later, but two hours later, I was like, I feel so much better than I felt, you know, three hours ago. So think about where are the areas in your life that maybe a little bit of balance could probably help. Um... Even when I'm reading the news, you know, sometimes I still, I'll go a whole week without reading anything and then maybe just some headlines. And then other days, um, you know, I have fewer absolute must-dos on my list for that particular day and I'll spend an hour or two reading several articles trying to figure out all the sides of an argument or at least some of the sides of an argument, try to understand where people are coming from. There is so much that we need to do to help ourselves to protect our mental state and our emotional state, but also um, that we can have some balance in the way that we choose to think and the way that we choose to act. And I think that it really helps in the writing life too. I have to say that um, I'm still you know, crazy, excited, happy, thrilled with how well having a half an hour daily writing sprint has been for me and my other friends who are doing it with me. Um, It's just sort of this magical thing that happens. And um, there is a certain amount of feeling that it balances out the other parts of my days when I have a lot of other things that are on the immediate to-do list so that I can't spend hours on my book. 
It keeps me from feeling that I'm not spending no time on my book, which I would otherwise be doing if my friends and I weren't doing these sprints. So I just wanted you to take some time, give some thought to the areas in your life that could use a little bit more balance, and then take the time to actually try to introduce some balance. I hope that it helps you to feel better about life, uh, feel a little bit more um, safe uh, and, um, you know, like on more of a solid, solid rock sort of thing with the crazy upheaval in the world that we're experiencing. I hope it helps you to get some writing done, some better writing done. And um, yeah, mostly I just want to encourage you because... Being balanced, I mean, think about some of those um, yoga poses that you've seen where somebody's standing on one leg. That's some pretty incredible balance. But you know, you need to focus, or at least I do, on a spot on the wall across from you in order to be able to keep yourself balanced without falling over. So ask yourself too, you know, where is my focus? And then again, well, like with these yoga exercises, it strengthens the core of your body. And so even though on the one hand, you're not doing anything, it seems, you're just standing there on one leg. On the other hand, there's a whole lot of muscles that are quietly getting stronger. And that's another thing that I think would be good and healthy for us mentally, emotionally, physically, in our writing life, creating better muscles for the kinds of habits that improve the way that your writing life will go, your writing career, and career or no career, just how you feel about your writing, how your writing makes you feel. My writing is making me feel very happy right now, so I'm very happy (laughs) to have kind of a balance between writing and all the other things that I have to do in my day. So hopefully this will encourage you to find the same kind of balance in your life. I hope you are having an excellent day, weekend, um, midday if you're listening to this later, and have a great writing week. Talk to you later.